This episode of the Badass Ladies Club is sponsored by Badass Retreats. It's time to make your healing a priority. Find out more at www.blcbadassretreats.com. Welcome to this week's episode of the Badass Ladies Club. We are so happy that you have joined us today. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Please rate, like, review, share all the good things. It helps us so much. You don't even realize how much it helps us when you do that. So to everyone who has, thank you. To everyone who hasn't, consider it. It'd be awesome. It would be awesome. I'm Jessica. I'm, of course, here with my bestie, Laurie Wallace. Hey, and we're going to get into feeling good. Oh, I love feeling good. <laughs> um, but first, we're going to talk about a really, really, really good friend of ours who is Badass of the Week. So this week's Badass of the Week is somebody who's actually, like, super amazing at tapping into what makes her feel good. And it's changing her life. Uh, her name is Katie Webb. Katie... Gosh, I've known Katie for since she was 15 years old, um, almost what, 16, 17 years now. Katie is this really amazing, energetic being. Like anyone who's ever spent any time with her is like, wow. I don't know one person who doesn't like Katie Webb. I, she's it's really, impossible. Yeah. And is a ball of vibrational energy everywhere she goes, yes. you know? Um, I. I'm obviously friends with Katie, but have also worked with Katie in several different places over the years. Uh, amazing. You've to work even with. lived with her. I, we were roommates, yeah, for a period. <laughs> I lived in Katie's closet, um, full disclosure. Uh, Literally. But what's so cool about Katie in recent, uh, in, really in the last year, is that she is transforming her life on every front. She's an amazing mother. Uh huh. She's an incredible realtor. And this is, you know, like even just getting her real estate license and starting this new passion that she has um, is just something that she's been doing in the last few years. But Katie also is like this really amazing, inspiring educator and is creating a lot of systems and structure in her life that are in alignment with where she wants to go. And it's all founded in this idea that she feels really good in her body physically. And, you know, one of her transformation, her transformative processes is, um, that she started kickboxing mm -hmm. really not so much for the physical benefits, but because it was so good mentally and emotionally to like work things out in this kickboxing class. Right. So, she didn't do it to lose weight. She no. did it so that she could like punch the shit out of something. And, and it was like, helpful. Yeah. It was helpful. <laughs> but she did lose a whole lot of weight. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. and that physically she feels a lot better, you know, from mm -hmm. having done that. And that there were a lot of uh, behaviors and lifestyle choices that she was making before that that weren't serving her and that made her not feel good. And that she is like systematically going through her life and evaluating how does this make me feel? And if it makes me feel like shit, I'm going to quit doing it and I'm going to start doing something that feels better and I don't recognize Katie's life from where it was a year ago same um Katie's transformation over the past year I haven't known Katie for as long as you have but I have known Katie for the past maybe like eight years or so yeah um 
So I do know her well, and um, I consider her a very good friend. And her transformation over the last year is inspiring and an honor to freaking watch. It really is beautiful. The other thing I'm really excited about having Katie on the podcast for is that she is intimately aware of the work that we're doing at Badass Ladies Club. You know, like she has been to workshops and she's done one-to-one healing sessions Mm -hmm. and coaching sessions with Mm -hmm. us. She's been, she came to our big celebration that we had in Uptown Dallas several, a few weeks back. And that Katie is working a lot of the offerings that we have. She's going to come to Costa Rica with us and be there, you know, like in March. (laughs) I'm so excited. And so it's, by no means, you know, like Katie started this whole transformational process before she ever got involved in a lot of the offerings that we have mm-hmm. at Badass Ladies Club. And she will be the first one to tell you that participating in a lot of these offerings has allowed her to shift in some major ways and heal some parts of her that needed to get healed in order for her to create the life that she's living right now. And the work continues, you know, like she's still committed to doing that. And that Katie has every excuse that anyone would have for why they can't do that kind of work. She is a single mother of two young children. She is her 100% income winner. You know, like Mm -hmm. she pays for their home. She picks them up and takes them to school every day. She makes their lunch. Like she does all that shit, but she doesn't let any of that get in the way of her investing time and money and energy and becoming a better Katie so she can be a better professional and a better mother and a better woman and a better friend. Like, so whatever excuse you have for why you're not doing the work that's going to make you better. Katie has those excuses too. And she doesn't let them get in the way. And she has the freaking results to show for it. It is an honor, like you said, to watch her transform. Katie, get your ass on here. Let's have you on the Badass Ladies Club so we can talk all about it. Also, like for anyone who has been listening to us for a while, you know our friend Mandy. Yes. Mandy and Katie are sisters. So if you love the episodes with Mandy, um, Katie is just as freaking awesome. It's a ray of freaking light. And you're going to love it. Um, and so perfect for our badass of the week this week, because we are talking about feeling good, feel good. I mean, it's critically important to feel good. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, I don't know that I always felt that way. It used to be a really low priority for me to feel good, you know, well, like, right? Because as long as everyone else is feeling good, like I'll just if they feel good, I'll feel good and do whatever yeah. I need to do to make sure other people feel good. It's fine. It's fine. It'll all be fine. It's all going to be fine. Um, so obviously, feeling good spins off of what we were talking about a little bit in our last week's episode with law of attraction and manifesting. So right. this is kind of like a second part of that. Um, It's really, it is like a, it's an evolution from that manifestation conversation because the reason that feeling good is a spinoff on the law of attraction is that this law of attraction is all based on what you focus on, you get more of. And I think that people sometimes, I know I've misread it in the past where I was like, okay, so think happy thoughts and happy things come to you. But if you think bad thoughts, well then bad things are going to come to you. And that kind of gets into that whole like toxic positivity, you know, like sometimes Mm -hmm. things are bad and you're just trying to make them better. And that kind of gig, it's not really what it's about. It's that your thoughts are creating how you feel in your experience. Right. 
And so if you're thinking about worry and stress about what's going to happen, or you're stuck in the past reliving bad things that already happened, or you're hating on people for things that they've done to you, or you're hating on yourself for things that you've done, you know, like those are all don't make you feel good. Right. That's the bottom line. Like they lower your vibration, which means you can only receive things that make you not feel good and that are in a low vibration because that's where you're living. But if you focus on what you want and what you want is something wonderful and you can focus on the good things that you have right now in your experience and you have the appreciation and the gratitude and you can appreciate puffy clouds in the blue sky and the fact that it was not 95 degrees when I woke up this morning (laughs) and that I had really good coffee and a nice puppy to keep me warm while I drank it, you know, like that. Those are beautiful, wonderful things. And that's what I want to focus on. I'm not going to focus on the fact that my grass is dead in the backyard and I didn't water the grass for the last two months, which is why it looks terrible. You know, like (laughs) I could choose to hear that (laughs) the bad things, you know, right. But looking at that, bad thing isn't going to create the vibration in my body that I need to feel good, which is what's going to allow me to feel good later. Right. It's really simplified. Yeah. But it's absolutely the secret to the law of manifestation. The law of attraction is that if you're doing shit that doesn't feel good, then you are manifesting and creating more of what doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned your yard. I think that houses are like, for me, it's a perfect segue into this. I've talked on here about how, you know, my house is small. It's old. I have spent a hell of a lot of years not really loving my house. Um, and I was standing outside in my front yard just yesterday and, um, I was looking at my yard and my house in general, thinking about possibility because it wasn't that long ago where I would have been standing in my front yard and I'm like, this looks like shit. I hate this. I'm just going to move. Like I just, I'm just going to start over somewhere else. I, you know, that for the first time in a long time, I looked at my cute little house, you know, that I was like, this is what could be. And maybe if I looked into sodding this or that or putting flowers here and there or um, maybe a little paint on the outside or, you know, right. whatever that may be, that I was like, I've just made it so much harder than it has to be because my house has been a source of me not feeling good for so long. Right. Because it looks like an old rundown house. And I'm not an old rundown person, Nope. <laughs> you know, so this is, it felt really good to think about possibility that I'm in yeah. that headspace. Finally, you know, <laughs> after how so many years of being there. Interesting. Like we both own houses now, but like, you remember back when you rented houses or apartments and your place was like trash the whole time you lived there, but then you were, it was time for you to move out and get a new place. And so you like clean everything up 
and your house looks better as you're moving out than it ever looked when oh, you God. lived in it. And yes. you're like, oh, wait, this place isn't so bad after all. Like, right. why could I have not done this to my house before? Or like when people are going to sell their house and they start fixing all the broken things mm -hmm. so that it mm -hmm. ups the value of your house. Yes. But that it was okay for you to do that for someone else to come in and want to buy it. But it wasn't okay for you to do that. Right. For like, you to live in am I spending the money on right. this now? Like just, <laughs> should have just done it. If you don't feel good about your house, then what's going to make you feel good about it? And Katie, as a matter of fact, and I were having this conversation yesterday that she replaced the pillows on her couch. Yes, I love that story. And how much it made her love her couch. And that before she thought that there was something wrong with removing the old crusty pillows. Right. She had it in her mind that there was some rule. Right. That, that you, oh, those were the couch pillows that came with the couch that they just belong there. They have to be there. And she loved her couch less because of it. Right. And then when she put the new pillows on it, now she loves her couch and her whole living room and her whole house. Like it right. just changed everything about it and made her feel so good. Like, and the couch pillows were not expensive. Right. And it wasn't a huge effort or energy that she put into it. It was just something that she did that shifted the energy and made everything feel better. Yeah. Um, it's the way I feel about having flowers. Yeah. Like, You're a big flowers person. I love yeah. it. It, even if... Like, I love having the completely cleared off dining room table with the flowers on it. So they're like a centerpiece. But even if it's covered in bicycle helmets and, you know, like yeah. socks and random shit that the table picks up. Yeah. yeah. The flowers still make me happy. Mm -hmm. I like to pour out the old dead water and retrim them and arrange the flowers in a different way. So they like have a longer like it, there's a meditative thing that happens with the flowers that is so nurturing and good and immediately adds value to my life. It's not about the flower, you know, mm -hmm. it's about the way the flower makes me feel. Right. So, and everybody has different things that make them feel good. Yeah. Like you like to sleep. I love to sleep. Sleeping makes you feel good. <laughs> Going home and not having anything or anybody that needs anything from you where you can just be and chill in your bed makes you feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. Some people would say that that's not like you're hermiting up or, or yeah, that's yeah. not healthy or it's not, is, is she depressed? Like what's wrong? All of that's fucking bullshit. That is their perspective. If it makes you feel good, it's what you're supposed to be doing. And it is also what your body needs in order to continue to feel good. You know, like I'm really into this idea that it is okay for us to give ourselves permission to do whatever we need to do to feel good, no matter how misunderstood that looks mm -hmm. or how opposite that might be of what somebody else needs to feel good. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes I like to push my couch back and throw, you know, like mattress pads in the middle of my floor and lay in my living room floor for oh weeks. Oh my God. You know, One of like... my favorite things about Laurie's house is every time I walk in, I don't know what the living room is going to look like. I'm like, is the TV going to be on the TV stand or is it going to be on the floor? Is there going to be a mattress pallet out on the floor or is it just going to be the couch? Is the couch going to be in the middle of the room or backed up a little bit? Like, I just never know because you and Aubrey just have like your... We just do what feels good. Yeah. We just <laughs> right? do what freaking feels good and what we want to do in the, no matter how weird that looks to other people. Not like there's a lot of people at our house. Right. Not, but, like, you know, but um, whatever. But that that is part of this idea like right now our old couch is on the back porch and we have the 
trundle bed like pulled out of it because mm-hmm. it's nice to sit to lay on the porch. Aubrey slept on the back porch the whole time I was in Colorado. Really? He didn't sleep in our bed once. He was like, I either sleep in the yoga room or on the back porch while you're gone. Like it's just makes him feel good. I'm here for it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So a big reason this episode came up was that feeling good is this um, barometer Mm -hmm. for where your vibration is at. And that in all of our previous episodes talking about vibration and frequency and manifestation and all of this, that you have to be a vibrational match for the things that you're trying to call into your life. And a lot of people hear that like you got to match your vibration or your frequency and they're like I don't even know what that means (laughs) yeah I don't know when I'm vibrating high versus when I'm vibrating low like how can I tell where my vibration is Mm -hmm. and the answer is how do you fucking feel right that's where your vibration is like do you feel excited and joyful and overwhelmed with the goodness that's all around you because if that's the way you feel you're vibrating at a high frequency Do you feel scared and fearful and uncertain and like you don't know what to do and that life is hard and difficult and painful? That's a low vibration, you know, like that's where you're vibrating. The answer to where your frequency is, is 100% in how you feel. Yep. Um, I was thinking about this when we had brought up that this was going to be an episode and I was trying to figure out where it all stems from that like... I'm not, not that I'm not supposed to feel good, but that I don't have to feel good. You know, life is hard. Well, I look at conversations that happen all around me. Mm -hmm. I even have these conversations with my own kid because they were had with me because they're had with my younger cousins. And it's this idea of being in school and it's like, you know, well, I don't want to do this. And that every adult will look at you and say, well, there's going to be a lot of things in your life that you don't want to do. Ugh. And that you have to do it anyway. Right. We all have to do things we don't want to do. Right. Yeah. And that (laughs) I'm by no means saying like, you shouldn't send your kids to school. I'm, you know, like that's not where I'm going with this, but that I'm trying to find this balance even with my own kid in school. And I mean, she's in kindergarten, so it's fairly easy now, but I know that there are going to be times in the years to come where she's going to be like, I don't want to fucking do this. And that I think education is important and that I want her to get an education, but that I'm serious. I think that a lot of my like, well, I'm going to martyr myself and I don't have to feel good. And why do I need to feel good? And I have to do things for everyone else. And, you know, that life is hard and blah, blah, blah. That it really does stem from a lot of those conversations from being in school when I was younger. Yeah. Um, And I don't know what the answer to that is. Because, like I said, this is obviously very important. You should get your education. But that... um, I just feel like there has to be a compromise somewhere, you know? I mean, I, all I can compare it to, because I'm not a kid in school anymore, is this conversation that we also have, which we got into on the last episode, about working hard, Mm -hmm. okay? That 
hard is a weird word, right? So like, yeah, you have to go to school because it's important for you to get an education. And in the way we were raised, that there was, first of all, information is totally different today than it was back when we were coming up, right? Yeah. And back then, people lived a different experience where suffering and hard work and doing things you don't want to do for the outcome that you're working towards was how you created success. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like how you got to where you wanted to go. And things are not right. Like just that. go to the job that you hate every fucking day right. and get your pension and get the fuck out and of work there hard and, and kill yeah. yourself. And, right. you know, <laughs> like, don't worry about your health. Like, it's all about providing for the family and doing your best. And do, like, right. and all of that is great if that's what you want to do. OK, right. But let's talk about Adelaide not wanting to go to school. Right. So if she wants to be a veterinarian, I don't know, I'm just making that up. Yeah. <laughs> um that veterinarians have to achieve a certain level of education, right? And that how bad does she want to be a veterinarian? Well, that's going to require that you go through these steps, you know, to get there. And so then maybe you don't want to get out of bed because it's early and you're tired, but you do really want to be a veterinarian, you know? And so not wanting to get out of bed is something that you don't want to do but working towards a goal of something that you truly are passionate about feels good to you that you get up out of bed and you go, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, I I don't like flying across oceans. Oh, no. But it feels so good to be in Italy. <laughs> I will fly across the ocean, you know? Right. Like, it maybe doesn't feel good to be trapped in a tube for 27 hours. But it feels so good when I'm in Italy that it's fine. I'll do it, you know? So... I think that sometimes that outcome is the right. Answer. What's on the other side? Right. Like, yeah. And that it's not about like making the personal sacrifice feels good because I want what's on the other side of the personal sacrifice, whether mm-hmm. that means a long transatlantic flight or whether that means getting up on time to go to school and learn what you need to learn, you know? But I also think that the way I came up in school, a lot of the reasons I didn't want to go to school had nothing to do with going to school. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go because I was already learning codependent tendencies that meant it wasn't about what I felt. It was like me trying to manage all of the feelings of all the people I loved and cared about at school or wanting to be in the right group of friends or wanting to have the boy that, you know, like I liked, like me back or all of those things. That's why I didn't want to go to school. And so teaching humans how to be autonomous enough that they carry their own energy and their own vibration and they get to determine how they feel independently changes the things that we quote unquote don't want to do. Like I still want to do it even though I might rather do, you know, like I guess my point is I'm not going to feel any better staying at home all day long, five days a week and not going to school. That doesn't feel good either. Right. You know? So getting to a place where you carry your own energy into situations and be able to determine what you want to do. Like I was telling you, my niece, I tried to get her to play hooky last week and she cried. Like she was like, please don't make me skip school. I want to go to school. I was like, okay, like go to school. It's fine. 
But she is her own ball of consistent energy and shines radiating light everywhere. And people want to spend time with her and want to be her friend. Of course she wants to go to school, you know, like. Oh, yeah. Adelaide cried when she was sick and I told her she couldn't go to school. Same. Violet was like that, too. Like, I was like, honey, I can't send you to school. Literally, they'll just send you back home. But I want to go with my friends. You know, like kindergarten's just like a party. Not being a mother, I would say the answer to this conversation (laughs) is instill in these little people that they get to determine the kind of day they have, no matter what it is they have to do. Yeah. And then even things that are maybe not your favorite are still freaking awesome because you're freaking awesome. You know, like, Mm, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That it's because you can feel I've felt good in a lot of situations that maybe other people didn't feel good in, you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm not affected by the energy in the room. I bring my own energy into the room, Mm -hmm. which is consequently why people want to hang out with me. You know, like it's also why people want to work with me. Yeah, that's why people want to invest money in the things that I'm doing is because I'm not suspect to the energy of whatever I'm stepping into. I step into something and I create my own freaking vibration around it. And it's like a magnet. It can't help. But none of that works if I don't feel good. And if I'm constantly questioning, you know, like what it means for me, like you just got to know who you are, which is kind of what school is all about in the first place, you know, (laughs) is like figuring out what that even means. I'm still figuring out what this means. Seriously. Um. So one of the things that I wanted to make sure we talked about on feeling good is something that we brought up before on the podcast. And I wish I could tell you like where I even pulled this from. I'm sure I read it or heard it on a podcast or something is like scaling back and looking at your life and deciding what doesn't make me feel good. And whatever that is really digging into it and figuring out a way that I don't have to have that experience anymore. Mm hmm. And so if you start small, like sometimes, you know, like I talk about, there's these big boulders you carry around and then there's like little pebbles. Like sometimes it's hard to move the big boulders until you move some of these little pebbles first, right? So like what's something small that I don't like to do that I don't want to do anymore? And and this is a funny one because I didn't even have to say it. It just started to happen. <laughs> Was that I love cooking, right? I will stand in the kitchen and cook for hours and make beautiful meals, you know? I don't want to clean up mm-hmm. at the end, you know, like I hate the dishes. No, sometimes I don't mind, but usually after I've been cooking, I don't want to deal with the dishes, you know? Right. Um, and so I just had like this awareness of, yeah, cooking and feeding people is my love language. I love cooking for my friends and I love cooking for Aubrey and meal prepping and doing all of these things. And so as soon as it came into my awareness that I don't mind doing this, but I don't want to do that anymore. That was all the realization it took. And then like one day, Aubrey just started getting up from dinner and doing the dishes. Magic. Like I didn't even ask him. (laughs) I just had this awareness that like, oh, the nights I don't want to cook is not because I don't want to cook. It's because I don't want to clean after Mm -hmm. the fact. Or, um, and you know, when he started doing that, we like you said, we never talked about it. I get up and I dry dishes and I put things away and I make sure there's a place for him to put the clean dishes when they, you know, like, and then it kind of became this thing that we do together. Mm -hmm. So it's not that big a deal at the end of it. And now it's become something that I like super love doing because we do it together. And it's like this teamwork thing, even though we're only washing eight dishes that we use to make dinner, you know, like, and so just my like awareness of why I didn't want to do something that didn't make me feel good and me putting it out there and deciding I'm not going to do that anymore because it doesn't feel good allowed this space and opportunity for it to change 
and evolve. And now it's turned into something that I really love, appreciate and enjoy, you know, and now it makes me feel good. Even though it's the same shit I didn't want to do before, you know, like it's almost annoying how it's just your attitude and outlook about something that makes it what it is. I Yes, because it's so cliche. It really right? is. And it's really annoying. <laughs> like, it's just really annoying. Yeah. Okay. You're your own problem. Right. Yeah. I hate it. And I love it all at the same time. <laughs> um, but it was one of the first realizations that I was like, okay, so what are the things that are making my experience in this life on in this planet not worthy of me? What else do I not want to do? And like doing the dishes was a small boulder, right? Uh Career changes were a huge boulder. And from where I was at when I was deciding that, you know, the career path that I was on was not the career path I wanted anymore. Like that was an impossible boulder to lift. I did not know how I was going to change the direction of that, you know? It was so uncomfortable to imagine, you know, like this thing that's not making me feel good anymore that I've invested decades of my life in that I've done all of this work to promote and build, you know, like what does that mean if I don't want to do it anymore? You know, and if, and and what does that mean about me? If I tell people this doesn't make me feel good anymore, something I've encouraged so many other people to follow suit with me on, you know, and like come on this path with me. And now I don't want to do this anymore because it doesn't make me feel good. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And that that read as irresponsible and inconsistent and not following through, you know, like all of these things resonated with me. But all that was important was that I decided it wasn't what I wanted and it didn't make me feel good. And then I needed to shift, you know, like once I was willing to look at that differently and say, well, it's okay to change your mind about what you want to do for a living. And why would you do something? that didn't make you feel good anymore. And why wouldn't you listen to this voice inside of yourself that says you're meant for more, you can do more, you can bet on yourself, you can do this, you know, like that that felt really good to entertain those ideas, Mm -hmm. even though I didn't understand what they were or what that would mean or what the hell I would do, you know, like I didn't know what any of that meant. But I started to entertain this idea that I needed to remove what didn't feel good from my career path and start to replace the things that didn't feel good with things that do feel good, even though I didn't know how those were going to manifest into a career or money or anything. And that that shit is terrifying. Mm-hmm. And there, and I understand why I didn't do it sooner, you know, like, um, but removing the things that don't feel good and replacing them with things that do feel good, even if you don't understand how that's going to work is all that is required in manifesting and creating something that's more in alignment with what you want to do, you know, and that that seems really risky, but like I said, not as risky as spending another 10 years doing something that I don't want to do anymore. You know, that's not worthy of me or serving me. I can't be my best doing things I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, and that it is the secret to the universe is if it doesn't feel good, then fucking stop it, you know, and just put something in its place that feels better. It's literally your only job in this lifetime. It's just to feel good. And that seems so 
casual coming out of my mouth. But like in reality, it is the answer to everything that we are making. And happen it's, a, right now. it's a big, brave, scary decision. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of judgment that comes with doing what feels. Oh, good. my God. Let me tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there is a lot of judgment out there because we have been conditioned like I was saying earlier, I feel like from the time we were really young mm-hmm. that, you know, you don't have to feel good. Yeah. You do it whether you feel good or not. Right. Because that's just life. Put on a happy face. Yeah. Yeah. And I did that for a Grin long and time. Bear it. Yeah. It's fine. The other thing that I will bring up about that, like, outlook of whatever, you just put your head down and do it no matter how you feel about it, is that shit made me physically very sick in my body Mm -hmm. you know like that there are physical things that were going on with my body while I was just choking it down and carrying on that aren't a problem anymore and nothing changed physically for me besides the fact that I quit doing shit I don't want to do yeah you know and I started paying attention to what was in alignment with the direction that uh, I was trying to go so and I mean I had medical professionals tell me Whatever it is that you're doing that you're struggling with so much, like, you need to stop that shit. It is turning into illness in your body mm-hmm. um, that you physically manifest what it is that doesn't feel good on the outside and it turns into an internal situation. And if for no other reason, just for your own physical health, it's important to do things that feel good. Um, you know, when the salons were closed... And we were like deep in the stay at home all day, every day. And we couldn't really go anywhere or do anything. And I started to get like, a, not a little insane. Like I was a lot insane. Um, I clearly remember. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> that, I was right there with you. <laughs> right. That the things that helped the most were like, okay, so what do I need right now that'll feel good? And like laying outside in the backyard in the grass with the sun on my face felt good. And that that seemed like such a simple thing to do that I was like, is that really going to make, you know, like sometimes you get these ideas to do things or like go get in the tub. Mm-hmm. The tub will feel good, you know. And then you're like, yeah, but that's not really going to make it, you know, and I should do all these other things instead. And do I really have time to do that? But like just spending five minutes doing something that feels good is everything about changing your energy, changing your vibration and being able to do things more efficiently. And This is not really what we're talking about today, but like inspired action only comes when you're feeling good. Mm -hmm. And that if you're making choices based out of fear or like hustling because I've got to do this because if I don't, then this bad thing is going to happen. And like whatever you do from that place isn't going to come out very well. Yeah. You're well way better off to check yourself, do something that makes you feel really, really good. And then come at this situation from a feeling good place because those actions have better results every single time. And that you only do that when you feel good. Anything that you're doing where you feel shitty and then you take an action, like scale it back, look back over the history of your life, that shit backfires and doesn't come out very well right. in the end. Tell me one time when you ever did anything that didn't feel good and it turned out to be something freaking amazing. Right. Like... I don't know. I've done things maybe that I was nervous about that I was like, oh, okay, that turned out okay, you know, but never have I gone into anything that I was innately like in my gut, like, this does not feel good. This does not feel right. This right. is not okay. That it turned out to be like, look at this amazing thing I did. Yeah. Never. And even when 
like even in respect to the career shift, right? That there were a lot of things I did that I didn't want to do that didn't make me feel good, but I still got a paycheck. And so you could scale out and be like, well, you made money. So that felt better than not being able to pay your bills, right? Not really. You know, like it almost made me feel worse to know that I was willing to participate and do things that I didn't feel good about for money. Mm -hmm. It was gross and icky and made me kind of hate myself that I would put myself through that just to make money, you know, and that the idea of doing things that I feel really great about and aligned with that make money like that money means so much more to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and is so much more impactful and that it's so. Yeah, like we can all make things happen and you can make yourself do things that don't feel good and have a result that you expect on the other side of it, but it doesn't have the same vibration in your body. And it definitely will not invite more of those good things to come on the flip side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the other part of like feeling good is feeling good about what's coming to you Like, how do you feel good about things that aren't actually happening yet? And how do I feel good like I'm going to have it now? Because sometimes our current reality isn't good. (laughs) Right. Sometimes our current reality is not what we would like for it to be. And if we were just going to focus on where we are right now, that that feels kind of shitty. So we got to, like, suspend our disbelief and start to feel good about things that haven't actually happened yet. Have any thoughts about ways that you do that sometimes? (laughs) I mean, I just know from experience that, like, you know, going into anything with that kind of anxiety, I guess, like, it just puts a bad spin on it Um, for me personally. Like I said, there's things that I've done that maybe I'm, like, nervous, but I feel like nervous and anxiety are, like, two totally different things well, yeah, you know you can be nervous excited right you can be nervous, right anxious. there's different like, like yeah. levels of nervousness cool. right um but as as far as you know not feeling good about things that haven't happened yet like it's just a low vibrational place and i just don't feel like things can come to you if you're in this like bad nervous anxiety kind of place because that's such a low vibe right to be in so example um our sold out retreat to costa rica uh-huh. has had some cancellations in the last month or so yep because life happens yeah. and people have babies and, yeah you know like that kind of thing so i'm really excited that the places that opened up are meant for other people, mm-hmm. you know, and that the people who can't come this time are going to be able to come on a future retreat. Right. And so I'm so excited that they opened up knowing that it's going to leave opportunity for other people who wanted to come that didn't get in a chance to actually get in on this first Costa Rica retreat. And so excited that the people that had to cancel that now means we're going to have to book another retreat in the future for yeah, them to participate yeah. in, you know, that the cancellations actually feel good right where I could also have looked at that and been devastated by the cancellations and been like okay so now this means we shouldn't do it at all you know like that it can go two different ways you know because let's be honest when those cancellations happened 
those were dollar signs like going out the door. Right. That was money and, we had budgeted that's gone. Now, right. You know? like, right. Yeah. But not for one second did you and I look at each other and be, be like, well, shit, it's over. Yeah. Let's call it in. Right. Right. We were like, okay, so we're going to resell those spots. Yeah. And how many people have come to us being like, I want to go. And we're like, well, wouldn't you know, as a matter of fact, yeah. as a matter of fact, a spot opened up and they're like, what, you know? And so that's choice just, to feel good. Right. Yeah. It's a choice to look at it from a lens. Right. Because we could have good. been like, fuck it. Yeah. Whatever. Like what a pipe dream, you know? And we would have gotten that. Yes. You know, like because we chose to look at it in a way that we didn't feel good about it and that we had shame around the fact that it wasn't going to work and that, we just knew people were going to cancel and what do you know they did, you know, like that, that kind of thing only invites more of that into your experience. Right. And that I want to look at things that traditionally might not be a positive thing that happened and choose to believe that that's the way it was supposed to happen. And even though I may not understand that at the moment, I have that like infinite faith that it's all working out for me and that the universe is conspiring in my favor and that there's people who are better suited for this particular trip than the ones that weren't able to come this time, you know, and that all of that is good. And what a learning lesson that was that we're like, okay, so maybe we don't sell (laughs) retreats a a year and a half in advance, (laughs) a year in advance. Yeah. Maybe we do it 90 days out where people know, Okay, I'm committed. I can do this, yeah. You know, ninety days out right. rather than three hundred and sixty-five days 100%, out. Hundred percent. You like, know, yeah. I mean, so it came with a lesson that you and I were like, oh, okay, so did it feel really good? You know, a year and a half ago when we sold out that retreat in five days and we had all these like deposits in, and you know, did that feel really freaking good to say uh, by next year we have it all sold out? Yeah. Yeah, it felt really amazing. amazing. And then those cancellations came in and there was a moment of fuck. Yeah. And then we were like, okay, well, we're just going to make room for this infinite possibility Yes, because that feels good. Well, and I can't say enough about when we sold that retreat out in five days, we had just cooked up this crazy ass idea in the first place, right? right. So the universe provided the momentum and excitement we needed to continue with our insane ideas that we keep having about how we're going to make this business work. It created the momentum that allowed us to do all of these other projects and create money in all of these other ways. It didn't matter that the people that signed up initially weren't the ones that were going to end up going. The momentum was what mattered at the moment, you know? And so it's just like, even those, those people canceled, right? They served this purpose for us. A beautiful purpose, yeah. A beautiful purpose. So you and I could have been like, fuck them. You know, like, how dare you say you're going to come on this trip and then like cancel on this. I can't believe you're doing this to me. Like, like, you can't can't do that to, you know. And we just said like, you know, how cool was it to have that, like you were saying, that momentum. And they gave us the faith. They gave us the belief and the realization like holy shit we can really do this and that today we've grown enough to know that when things don't work out the way we thought they would that that's not a bad thing that that's actually a good thing and it's happening for the greater good of all of us but we maybe didn't have that trust when we launched this a year ago yeah a little less than a year ago you know like that um 
and so, yeah, it's just such a beautiful example of like feeling good mm-hmm. and how important it is to run with that. And then when things happen that traditionally you might look at and be like, okay, that sucks. Maybe it doesn't suck. Right. Maybe it's really perfect for where right. you are. Um, so I think that there's something to be said for the feeling bad and how easy it is to follow the spiral down, you know, like into the feeling bad place. And I've talked a lot about like being a product of the early nineties <laughs> that like being depressed and dark and sad and believing that the world is like cruel and, you know, like not fair was kind of a thing back then, you know, oh, yeah. um, and having that moody emo culture was something that I seriously latched onto because I did not believe that the world was like there to back me up. Mm-hmm. I believe the world was something to fight against, you know, and um, that part of the suffering was beautiful. Yeah. And so and that and also I had this like weird idea that like artists only really were at their best when they were suffering, that only great music came from suffering, you know, and great writing and novels and stuff, you know, like we're always about really dark things. Um, and it's so funny, like that on the flip side, all these years later, I'm like, interesting, you know, that that was a cultural shift that is still happening, you know, mm-hmm. and you can look at, and we've gotten into this conversation before, just about like topics we want to talk about on the podcast. There's a lot of fucked up shit happening in the world right now. And it's really hard for me to go down the rabbit hole with some of that stuff because it doesn't fucking feel good. And I'm not going to surround myself in a bunch of like rage against the machine style fight back against the, you know, like I'm not going to do that because it doesn't feel good. I want to lift people up, you know, like I want to empower people to help take care of themselves and to do things in a way that they believe in, whether we're talking about like reproductive rights or we're talking about income inequality or we're talking about gender assignments and all of these things. But I don't want to fight about it anymore. You know, like I only want to do things that feel good. And until I can figure out like the cancellations, how to participate in some of these fucked up things that are happening in the world in a way that like resonates with me and lifts me up. I just can't do it at all, you know? And that sometimes that means like, I know it's totally changed the way I absorb information. Like I don't read, I can't read the news. I can't, you know, like it feels fucking shitty because there's a lot of stupid shit that's going on. I know that I can do more to impact the things that I don't believe in in this world by focusing on what makes me feel good and growing my business and growing my income and growing my influence. So then I can provide resources to the people who are great at fighting that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and move the needle in a different way. But me getting all bogged down in the reality of how fucked up our political situation is and our social situation and how women are belittled and our rights are being destroyed right Mm -hmm. and left, like I will go down that spiral that lowers my vibration to a point that isn't helping any of us. And I'm just not here for it anymore. Like I'm unavailable to feel that shitty about it. And that's a weird thing because normally I would be like rage, fight the power, you know, like get into Mm -hmm. it. And I just can't do it from that place anymore. It's not working. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Tell me. Talk to me. I I hear what you're saying. And I know that that's where you are right now. 
I love debating about this. So I'm not. Th- this isn't a debate. <laughs> it's not a debate. Um, no, I love getting into those rabbit holes if some empowerment comes out of it. Like, I don't want to fight just to fight and be like, can you believe all this shit? You know, like, I don't want to do it just to, like, piss people off and make people, like, feel like the world is against them or the world is against us and we're all just fucked. Like, I don't, that doesn't feel good, Mm. you know? But I am willing to get into those conversations if it means you know, making someone feel like they can make a change or that we can make a change or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so yeah, I'm with you. Like that. Yeah. Some of those situations, like to talk about it, just to be on a soapbox and be enraged about it, like doesn't really serve a purpose or do anything. Or even to participate and listen to people do that. Yeah. Like, Two or three years ago, I was like hardcore satellite radio listening to political pundits talk their, you know, like trash about what. And it wasn't that I disagreed with them. I agreed with a lot of what was coming out their mouths. Mm -hmm. But I didn't feel better at the end of the episode. Yeah. I feel like shit, you know, like I was like, okay, so the world's coming to an end now. (laughs) Right. Great. And (laughs) yeah, like everything that I believe in is being attacked And squandered, you know, like, and that at the end of my experience with the TV show or the radio show or whatever, I didn't feel better. I felt worse. Yeah. But I also felt like it was important for me to like stay informed. Yeah. And be aware and that I didn't want to stick my head in the sand, you know, and not, and that ultimately I can't help anybody from that place where I feel powerless, Mm -hmm. you know, like that whatever I do isn't going to make a difference. And that how I'm feeling about it today is that the most important thing is for me to feel good and for me to represent what it is that I'm quote unquote fighting against, you know, and to embody that and be that and gain so much momentum and so much power and so much money and so much reach that I can impact those things from this higher place. Mm -hmm. Cause yeah, like it just, if it doesn't feel good, I'm not going to do it. And that, that meant dropping the satellite radio, you know, like I don't have it in my car anymore. So I can't listen to any of those shows, taking all of that crap podcasts off of my podcast app, you know, like I don't listen to any of those podcasts anymore. I don't watch the TV shows that made me feel like that, which makes me kind of sad because feeling the outrage, I thought it made me feel good, Mm -hmm. but it didn't, you know, like it made me feel bad. I was addicted to the cortisol and the dopamine hits I got from the outrage, you know, like, so what's the difference between feeling good and falling into these addictive cycles that we get into that aren't going anywhere, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I think a hundred percent of that came with healing journey yeah, and knowing the difference between feeling good and feeling relief from the crutches of some of those addictive tendencies, which also gets on the corner of the drinking, you know, like we, that we've talked about. Right. Um, yeah, like, I was like this even before the pandemic, but since the pandemic, it's like a boundary (laughs) for me. Um, I won't watch drama TV anymore. Mm, Yeah, we talked about that. I I can watch a drama movie. Mm -hmm. By the way, I saw Dear Evan Hansen and it wrecked me for life. But (laughs) I will say you should see it if you like musicals. Um, 
watch a dramatic movie and be like, okay, that was two hours of my life. It was a great cathartic cry and I can move on with my life and I can choose to never watch it again or whenever I need a good cry. Yeah, I'm going to watch Dear Evan Hansen. Sometimes that or, feels good. You know, sometimes yeah. that feels good because I just need a couple hours to cry. And like P.S. I Love You is always like my go-to for Solid. that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, Hillary Swank, like so come good. So, but what I won't do is binge eight seasons of some drama TV show that I'm like, life is fucking sad enough. Yeah. And this does not make me feel good. Mm -hmm. What makes me feel good is rewatching and you can judge me all you want. I don't give a shit. I will rewatch Parks and Rec, yep. Schitt's Creek, mm -hmm. The Office. I will binge everything that I've seen 500 times Same. that will make me laugh that I don't have to think deeply about that you know like because I think that there's a lot of education and thought that comes from comedy yes you know like I don't think that you have to watch a drama to be educated or feel a certain thing you know um because Parks and Rec is a very political show. Sure. It's silly and stupid, but it is very political. And I feel a lot like Leslie Nope sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where I'm like, I'm trying to fight the good fight. And, you know, like, if you don't watch Parks and Rec, then none of this makes sense to you. But that I will sit there and watch all these funny TV shows before, I'll admit, the one drama I'm not going to stop watching, which it only has one more season of, is Ozark, just because of Jason Bateman. But I stopped watching The Walking Dead. Oh, I just couldn't well, do yeah, it anymore. Like, talk about anxiety ridden. Right. Like, I just can't do, like, the Even binging. though you probably are missing Jeffrey Dean a little bit. Oh, my God. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> He's so fucking hot. I love him. Um, I mean, who doesn't love Jeffrey Dean Morgan in a leather jacket yeah, no, and like, like a baseball bat? I'm Negan here is 100% a reason why to watch Walking Dead as long as you don't pay attention to anything he actually does. Right. If you can just watch the scenes where he's walking around strutting in the jacket, then I'm, I like that. You I've know? always wondered what that meant about me that I was attracted <laughs> to like this sadistic, terrible person. You just like him. I do. Well, so you don't like the character. Jeffrey like, Dean Morgan yeah. wasn't P.S. I love you. And yeah, he's totally. fucking hot. That's what I mean. Too. Like, yeah. you like, like him. You don't like the character. <laughs> right. No, I think you can talk to any writer or performer that does both drama and comedy, and they will tell you that it's a lot harder to write and perform comedy. It takes an elevated amount of, like, intelligence and timing. And, mm. you know, like, so... And dramas are popular because we're addicted to the drama. You right. know, like that the and the fear and the, you know, like the outrage that all of that, it doesn't really feel good. It just hits that spot. It's the same reason we're addicted to our cell phones. Yeah. You know, or to the newsfeed. I also wonder if some of this like cleansing of not trying to get into deeply with the hot button issues in the world that are like creating all the outrage is that we are coming up on 2022. And it's going to be election right. full on season and that that brings out the polarity in everything, you know, and that I am and that last time we had an election season, it was really hard not to be fully engrossed in all of that. And that I have decided that that's not something I'm available for this time. I'm just not, you know, like that I am going to do my part 
and I'm going right, to you're going to vote. You're going to do your thing, but I'm going to feel good. Yeah, I'm going to, like I said, continue my momentum and I'm going to create opportunity and money and I'm going to gain my power and I'm going to claim the things that I'm worthy of. And I'm going to use all of that to impact the world for good in whatever way I can, you know, and I'm just not going to worry about the other things, knowing that what I'm doing to put out the good high vibrations in the world is what's going to move the needle the right direction, you know, and that it's going to raise the tide in some respect. And that if I can help other people do that too, that all of the angst and pain and upset that I had two years ago, you know, like through election season, didn't make a damn bit of difference in the way that anything turned out. It didn't, you know, like it wasn't impactful and it didn't move the needle. But what I'm doing now will empower people. And I've already been able to like invest money in things and organizations that I feel strongly about knowing that the financial support that I'm able to give is something that's going to help move the needle forward and that there are people who feel good about fighting the good fight. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be me, you know, like that, that doesn't have to be uh, the experience. So yeah, man, feeling good is, it's a lot easier said than done. Yeah. Well, and there's so many ways to do that. I remember like the Christmas after Adelaide was born. So she was like nine months old. We had no money (laughs) because babies are expensive. And you'd been on maternity leave. And I had been on maternity leave. I didn't work for a few months. And um, I remember that Christmas, like I didn't get anybody any Christmas gifts. But I love giving people Christmas gifts because receiving and giving gifts is my love language. I'm a gift person. Yeah. It just didn't feel right to not do anything. And so, and I'll tell you right now, my family, like, we all vote in different ways, you know. But that Christmas, I just wrote everyone a Christmas card and I said, I, you know, that this has been an amazing year. We just had a baby. We're so grateful for all your love and support. I wish that I could give you way more than I can. We just don't have them funds this year. With a little bit of money that we did have, we as a family chose to donate to two organizations that mean the world to us. And that was the Innocence Project. Mm-hmm. Um, because I have a friend who is in prison. Right. And um, the ACLU, yeah, which is a pretty liberal organization, right? I mean, in the grand scheme of things. Um, and that it didn't matter to me if people agreed or disagreed with either of those organizations. It just felt good. And not one person gave me flack for it. And actually, I had family members cry and be like, this is actually the most beautiful thing that you could have ever That's awesome. done. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, even though I was nervous of, like, uh, you know, not everyone loves the ACLU or right. maybe not everyone loves the Innocence Project or, you know, but that's what felt right. That's mm-hmm. what felt good. And so that's I donated in my family's name money to those organizations and that's more than I could do than like bitching about it on this podcast right you know like so yeah putting your money where your mouth is is definitely a way to feel good feels good you yeah know, totally and 100%. Do that. so moral of the story stop doing shit you hate <laughs> start <laughs> doing more good. stuff that feels good and see what kind of magic comes out of that 
Amen. All right, badasses. You guys uh, go out and feel good and let us know how that's making your life transform. We love you so much. Have a badass day.